When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good, everybody? You are listening to Beneath the Frozen Sea, the DavyJonesLockerRoom.com podcast. We've had a bunch of shorter episodes, and that's not going to change, because like the Kraken, we are hanging on by a thread. The, uh, the actual reason is that the NHL schedule has been very unkind to this podcast, so games have either happened right as I'm recording or are too far away from the recording date to matter. Thankfully, we've got a couple of games that we can talk about that have put the Kraken in a very, very iffy spot. Anyway, on to playoff consternation, the Kraken! The Kraken are hanging on by a thread thanks to some inconsistent play and have to face the Boston Bruins tonight. Anyway, last week was interesting for the Kraken. They started off with the Detroit loss, which stinks. Because they honestly played okay. They felt like they played a good game, a winning game, and I agree with that to, for the most part. They just they couldn't get it done, and frankly, they didn't get ideal goaltending. But that doesn't really matter when you're in the playoff hunt. The only thing that really matters is that you get the win and you couldn't do that. But they rebounded and they rebounded big, and I think that was a huge character win for them. They won the season series against the Vancouver Canucks. It was a very tight game for a very long time, and then the Kraken just sort of opened up the Canucks' defense and then just sort of kept them in a low spin cycle. They were forechecking like crazy. They were being aggressive. They attacked the net. They forced the Canucks entirely off of their game. Jared McCann had four points. McCann had four points. He was unreal. And we were, I was briefly terrified that they were going to lose him. Like very late in the game, he had, uh, I believe, a block or a hit off of a Canucks player. He goes to the bench, gets himself sorted, and then goes back out there and gets the assist on Eberle's empty netter. He's an absolute mutant. I have no idea how on earth I was concerned about him at any point during the season. He is just on another level right now. And you know, that's good momentum coming into a game against a team that has been struggling throughout the year like the Minnesota Wild. And then the game started. Let me make something clear about my personal hockey philosophy. When I'm looking at hockey, how I interpret hockey, how I enjoy hockey, what kind of hockey I enjoy, there are a certain number of traits that I assign to teams that I consider truly great. Obviously, they have, obviously they have someone who has some kind of world-class amount of finish. They have excellent depth strong core of defense, willing to stick up for each other, but not in an over-aggressive way because then the other team can take advantage of that, excellent possession numbers, and good at at least one aspect of special teams. All that good stuff. But then there is the one intangible I believe in. The one that I feel cannot be truly discussed with math, and one that requires a very careful amount of effort and amount of mindfulness while you are on the ice. And that is taking the referee out of the game. Because most hockey fans agree that the NHL's refereeing is bad. Or at the very least, extremely inconsistent. 
The game moves a little too fast, so they're never going to catch everything. But more importantly, they are subjected to human biases, and they are using their outsized influence on the game in extremely petty and extremely foolish ways. So to me, a really good team will make the referee's influence on the game as minimal as possible. They get a million penalties against, ah, our penalty kill's okay. We won't completely melt down. Get a bunch of power plays for, get up a couple goals, and then start letting the fourth liners take shots. Take these people who are, by their nature, imperfect, which by the nature of the job is never going to have 100% accuracy, and is often deeply, deeply, deeply entrenched with its own level of cronyism, and minimize their impact. On Saturday night, the Kraken categorically failed to take the referees out of the game. And as a part of this personal philosophy, I need to let you know that generally speaking, I don't blame referees for the fact that they're referees. I know the game is fast. I know that there's a billion little interactions and infractions that happen in net front scrambles. I know that it is hard to do. All of that having been said, on Saturday, the refs in that game shook my very understanding of that philosophy to the core. I knew they could be bad. That's how I operate. I assume they're going to be. They found my expectations looked me dead in the eyes, and drilled down to the center of the earth past hell and popped out the other side on Port-au-Francais in the Kerguelen Islands. It was the French Antarctic. That's how low my expectations were, and they wildly, wildly failed to meet them. I cannot believe how bad the refereeing was in that game. It was, from beginning to end, an absolute clown show. And it absolutely cost the Kraken two points. Like, at five on five, they were kicking the crap out of the Minnesota Wild. The kicker is, however, that they played maybe ten minutes of five on five throughout an entire 60-minute hockey game. And sure, should their penalty kill have been better? Absolutely. We've been saying that all year. But man, if you can't figure out what a minor penalty looks like, you're not fit for the game. Absolutely not. And now the Kraken are at near death's door for their playoff chances. And they need to beat the Boston Bruins tonight. If there's anything that I can say in fairness, the Boston Bruins are going through a hell of a slump. And those who know me know that I have unique levels of experience with the Boston Bruins. So I can tell you with certainty that if the Kraken just keep up the pressure like they did two weeks ago, they'll win. For as good as the Boston Bruins record is, they are a team that has a significant, significant deficit when it comes to puck possession. They let defensive structure and good goaltending do 90% of the work. Then they get a transition chance, they pass it off to David Posternock or Brad Marchand or maybe even Charlie Coyle. And then they let them try and figure out what's going on. Occasionally, a couple different players jump in. Uh, Danton Heinen has turned out to be a pretty good player for them. They've had some fits and starts with Jake DeBrusque, but he's still a pretty good player, all things considered. Or they'll let Hampus Lindholm or Charlie McAvoy start an opportunity through cycling. I can't overstate, however, that that is often not the case. They are very hard up for goals right now. 
Their defense is mostly a bunch of bargain bin parts. And even now, with how good their goaltending is, it is starting to go through a rough patch. If they keep the pressure up, they can beat this team again. Quite easily, in fact. They just need to stay out of the box. And when they are in the defensive zone, they need to clear. This has been a major concern that I've had with them over the past couple of months. They've been able to win puck battles. Uh, they haven't been as explosive as some people would like, but they have been getting those wins. The big issue is that they cannot turn those wins into zone exits. And that's why they've been spending a lot of time in their own end spinning their wheels lately. Oh, and capitalize on your goddamn power plays. You have the opportunities. You have guys who can do stuff with the puck. Make it happen, please. Otherwise, man, if they just keep up... Otherwise, they just keep doing what they're doing and they should beat them. I think we're starting to recognize that this regular season has been sort of lying to us about how good some teams really are. I mean, the Canucks weren't all that great against the Kraken, and Boston didn't look super cool, so... Maybe the playoffs will be a little more revealing than you think. Either way, game tonight, let's see what happens. It's on Root Sports at 7 p.m. PT. Anyway, we've talked an awful lot about the games they need to win, but we haven't really discussed the why yet. The base why is obviously the playoffs, but specifically I want to talk to you about just how razor thin the margin is right now. The Kraken are sitting at a pitiful 6th in the Pacific Division, they have 59 points in 57 games, but that still means that they have a chance, albeit a slim one, to make the playoffs. They are back two games on the Nashville Predators, who have 66 points and are the second wild card spot and everyone else above them and in the next four spots around them are a mere three points up let me just make this clear we're getting to the point where it's starting to be very very hard to see them in the playoffs it's going to take a lot of work on the part of other teams to start losing games and the nashville predators are on a three-game win streak but the kraken need to start winning the games that they can win a lot of this frustration that we've been having with the Kraken this year doesn't just come from playing good teams and losing. It's been playing mediocre and bad teams and losing. Whether it was because they had no goaltending or finish or whatever, the point is now you don't have an excuse. You need to beat pretty much every team in front of you. And you do have some tough games ahead of you. In March alone, you've got a matinee game against the Oilers. Then you got to go to Alberta and Manitoba in the same back-to-back -back trip. You gotta play the Flames, then you gotta play the Jets, and then you gotta play the Jets again. All leading up to the Vegas Golden Knights on the 12th. But after that, there are beatable teams. You can beat the Washington Capitals, you can beat the Arizona Coyotes, you can beat the Buffalo Sabres. Pretty much all of your Anaheim games are in one two-week stretch. All of it at the end of the season, too. Boston's in a slump, and coming into this week, the Penguins are extremely uneven. Get these points. Get back into it. Otherwise, you're just going to spend the entire trade deadline jettisoning players, and who wants to do that? I mean, I like picks and prospects as much as the next guy, but I also like playoff hockey. And the Kraken really surprised last year. They should have a chance to surprise again. And it starts by beating Boston tonight. This would be a longer episode, but unfortunately, we have a game tonight, and I had to pick up someone from the airport last night. Meaning I'm going to have to postpone any prospect and, and at larger NHL discussion for right now, I think I'll make a second episode this week to make sure that you get your fix. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all very much for listening to Beneath the Frozen Sea. You can find us at Davy Jones LR on Twitter, Threads, and Blue Sky. And if you want to, you can find me at SkyOnAir underscore on Twitter.com or on Blue Sky at SkyOnAir. Thank you very much for listening. Keep calm and post Zoidberg when we win. And as always, go Kraken! Go Kraken!